Today is December 30th. This is Verses in Flow. I'm Jennifer, and I cannot believe that we are down to our second to last episode for the year. It has been a whirlwind, has it not? And I feel like I say that every year, but it's true. I do say it every year because that's what it feels like. This year, though, we filled our days with the word and with words that have both challenged and changed us, stories that have shaped our days and added dimension to our lives. And When I started this podcast back on January 1st, oh, what did she know? Not a thing about what she was about to do. But the goal was to create a space where we could grow together day by day, verse by verse. And we've definitely done that. It it was... hmm. It was born of a mission to reintroduce or to introduce people to Jesus in a way that perhaps they had never heard of him before. I wanted to make Jesus personal and relational because that is how I see him. That is how I see our Heavenly Father as a doting, loving Father who wants to see us win. And I feel like that message was not a message that I received when I first got saved when I was a little girl and really not even until my adult life and I started getting to know God for myself, which is something that my mother always told me to do in the first place. And so, yeah, I wanted to I wanted to show people who Jesus really is or who he is to me. And I feel like we've done that here too. I also wanted to bring these ancient texts into the modern day mix of our lives. I wanted people to see that those individuals who lived all those years ago are really not that much different from us. Like they struggle with the same things that we struggle with. They just lived in a different context and culture. And so I feel like we've done a lot of that here too. As many of you know, Verses and Flow was born from a passion, a passion for narrating God's word. But as with all passions, often they meet the road of reality. And this year, that road for me has been paved with many a thing, with writing, reading, recording, decision-making, homemaking, money-making, peacemaking, all the makings that compose the, oh, what is the word that I'm looking for? The rhythm of my life, the pattern of my life, the mosaic of who I am. And as a matter of fact, I wouldn't even call it a path. It's been more like a mountain than a marathon even. And I'm still ascending. I am still going up, y'all. I'm not at the peak yet. But y'all know how it is when you're climbing, when you're building something. We all have multiple roles and responsibilities. We all have dreams and desires. We all have gifts and spaces and places of grace, right? And we have to rotate and balance and juggle all those things. And sometimes when we're doing that, things fall. And if you've ever attempted to juggle in real life, well, you know how when you drop one of those balls, the other ones fall too, and you got to scramble to pick them back up. And then you lose track of where you were and you have to start again. That's not a precise parallel, but it is close to where I am today. This journey is beautiful as it's been, and I'm not going to rehash what I said a few episodes ago. 
but it has been arduous and it's required me to step back to reassess and to ask the tough questions about how this passion aligns with the other threads of my life. How do I weave all of these things together in a way that makes sense? And I am okay with asking the tough questions. I ain't scared because if I don't know nothing else, I know that God has been faithful in the past and he is just as faithful now. He will reveal himself to me in due season. I trust him and I hope that you do too. So as we wrap up this season, know that it's not the end. This is just a pause, an interlude in our shared narrative. Remember when I said in one of the previous episodes, that I wanted to make my living with verses and flow and I was scared to say it out loud. Remember I told y'all that? Well, hold on to that word because what God has planted, he will water. And I'm believing that for both me and you. I feel like something big is on the way. Now, let me just take this next moment to honor you. Yes, you. I... I don't know what tomorrow's episode is going to look like. I haven't written it yet. I don't know how long it's going to be. I don't know how short it's going to be. So I want to say these things now because I might even avoid trying to... I might avoid... I might avoid being vulnerable tomorrow. I'm just going to be honest. I might make tomorrow's episode just a very straightforward episode because if I go there, I'm not ready to go there yet. And y'all know where there is. I'm not ready to go there. So tomorrow will probably be. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens when I sit down and write. But I think tomorrow is just going to be a very straightforward episode until I can fully process my feelings. And then I'll come back with some kind of recap. Is that fair? I hope so. Okay, so let me take a moment to honor you. That's where I was. You have walked with me. You've talked with me. You've allowed me into your most intimate spaces. And that didn't sound quite right, but I mean your mind and your spirit and your support. It's been everything to me. Your presence has been such a gift. Thank you for joining me here, for lending me your ears and your attention. You have been such a blessing and an inspiration to me. Y'all have no idea. You have made this podcast more than just a pastime, more than just a labor of love, but low-key a ministry and a movement. And if you have found solace, if you found joy, if you found inspiration, if you found perspective or understanding, if you have grown in your relationship with God because of this podcast, then please consider leaving a review. Your words very well could guide another soul to the resource that they've been searching for and making our community that much richer, but more importantly, leading them to the will of God's living water. All right. All right. Let's get into what we have on deck for today. We are beginning our last book in the Old Testament today, and that is the book of Malachi. We're reading Malachi, the first chapter through chapter two, verse 17. 
And this is, it's the first part of the last book. Obviously, we only have one more day, so we'll finish this book tomorrow. Malachi was a prophet who spoke to the people of Israel after they returned from exile in Babylon. He called them out on their sins, especially the sins of the priests who were, get this, offering lame and sick sacrifices and breaking their covenant with God. Malachi called them out and he is calling us out too. This is about giving God our best, not the leftovers of our lives. God don't want our sloppy seconds. It's about honor, y'all. Where have we placed the honor in our lives? Come on, somebody. We need to talk about that. And then Revelation chapter 21, this is the second to last chapter of the New Testament. So we'll conclude Revelation tomorrow as well. It gives us a sneak peek of the future that God is prepared for us. John, the author of Revelation, saw this vision of a new heaven and a new earth where God himself will live with his people and wipe away every tear from their eyes. He also saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from heaven, dressed like a bride for her husband. Now the city was full of the glory of God and didn't need the sun, the moon, nothing because the lamb was the light. The city was also open to all the nations who brought their glory into it and only those names who were written in the lamb's book of life could enter it. John's vision is so pure and so perfect, it's heaven. This is about the ultimate makeover and God's glory here is the only light we need. Baby, that is the promise. And then Psalm 149, now we don't sit still on this Psalm. This Psalm wants us to get up and praise like we've got the victory because we do. And then to my ladies, Proverbs 31 is speaking to us about being fierce and fabulous in faith, wisdom, and works. This is a very, very familiar passage. Everybody knows about the Proverbs 31 woman. She's standing on business, the father's business. Her value is beyond measure and her contributions resonate far beyond the confines of her home. So as we soak in all these words, let's let them wash over us. Let's let them shake us up. Let's let them set a fire in our soul so that no circumstance, no situation, no setback or set up can put our fires out. This is not just reading today. This is a revival, honey. Let's get into this word, Malachi chapters 1 and 2, Evangelical Heritage Version. An oracle, the word of the Lord to Israel through Malachi. An oracle from the Lord, God's love for Israel. I have loved you, says the Lord, but you say, how have you loved us? Was not Esau Jacob's brother, declares the Lord? I loved Jacob, but I hated Esau. I turned Esau's mountains into a desolate place, and I turned the territory he possessed over to the wild jackals. Edom will certainly say, we have been beaten down, but we will return and we will rebuild the ruins. This is what the Lord of armies says. They may rebuild, but I will tear it down. Edom will be called a wicked territory and the Edomites will be called the people whom the Lord has denounced forever. Your eyes will see this and you will say the Lord is great, even beyond the border of Israel. An oracle from the Lord. Improper sacrifices insults God. A son honors his father. A servant honors his master. If I am a father, where is my honor? 
If I am a master, where is the reverence owed to me? This is what the Lord of armies says to you. The priests are the ones who despise my name. You say, how have we despised your name? You despise my name by bringing defiled food to my altar. But you say, how have we defiled you? You defile me when you say the Lord's table deserves no respect. When you bring a blind animal as a sacrifice, isn't that evil? When you bring something lame and sick, isn't that evil? Try bringing that to your governor. Would he be pleased with you? Would he receive you with favor? This is what the Lord of armies says. Interjection by Israel. Now ask for God's favor so that he may be gracious to us. An oracle from the Lord. Improper sacrifices insult God. With offerings like this from your hand, will he receive you with favor? This is what the Lord of armies says. I wish there was someone among you who would shut the temple doors so you would not keep lighting useless fires on my altar. I find nothing pleasing about you, says the Lord of armies. I am not pleased with an offering from your hand. Yes, from the rising of the sun to the place where it sets, my name will be great among the nations. In every place, incense and a pure offering will be presented to my name because my name is great among the nations, says the Lord of armies. But you are profaning my name when you say, the Lord's table is polluted and we despise the things offered on it, the food that is on it. You also say, what drudgery? And you snort at it with contempt, says the Lord of armies. You bring something torn, something lame, something sick and present it as an offering. Should I be pleased with something like that from your hand, says the Lord? Cursed is the cheater who vows to offer a male animal from his flock, but then he sacrifices a defective animal to the Lord instead. Indeed, I am a great king, says the Lord of armies, and my name will be feared among the nations. A warning to the priests from the Lord. Now you priests, this commandment is for you. If you do not listen, if you do not set your heart on giving glory to my name, says the Lord of armies, then I will send the curse against you. I will curse your blessings. In fact, I have already cursed your offerings because you are not putting your heart into it. Yes, I will rebuke your offspring. I will smear animal bowels and their contents on your faces the bowels produced by your festivals, and you will be hauled off with them. You will know that I sent you this commandment so that my covenant with Levi may continue, says the Lord of armies. My covenant with him was life and peace, which I gave to him. It was a covenant of reverence, and he revered me. He respected my name. The true law was in his mouth, and no injustice was found on his lips. He walked with me in peace and uprightness. He turned many away from guilt. The lips of a priest should be guardians of knowledge, and people should seek instruction from his mouth because he is a messenger of the Lord of armies. But you priests have turned from the way. You have made many people stumble in regard to the law. You have ruined the covenant with Levi, says the Lord of armies. So I have made you despised and humiliated in the view of all the people because you are not keeping my ways but are showing favoritism in carrying out the law. Instruction from the prophet. The covenant is broken by divorce. Don't we all have one father? Hasn't one God created us? 
Why then do we violate our vows to each other, polluting the covenants of our fathers? Judah has acted unfaithfully. A detestable thing was done in Israel and in Jerusalem when Judah polluted the holy place of the Lord, which the Lord loves. Judah is married to the daughter of a foreign god. May the Lord cut off from the tents of Jacob any man who does this, both the one who is awake and the one who answers, even if he brings an offering to the Lord of armies. This is the second thing you do. You cover the Lord's altar with tears, with weeping and crying because there is no longer any favorable response to your offering and God is not pleased with anything from your hand. So you ask, why is this happening? This is why, because the Lord is a witness in the case between you and the wife you married when you were young, because you have betrayed her, though she was your partner, the wife with whom you made a covenant. No one has done this who has a remnant of the spirit. And why one? He is seeking offspring from God. So guard yourselves in your spirit and do not act unfaithfully against the wife you married when you were young. He hates divorce. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, he hates it when a person wears violence as a garment. This is what the Lord of armies says. So guard yourselves in your spirits and do not be unfaithful. You have made the Lord weary with your words. You say, how have we made him weary? Whenever you say that anyone who does evil is good in the Lord's eyes, or that the Lord takes pleasure in evildoers, or whenever you say, where is the God of justice? Revelation chapter 21, the new heaven and the new earth. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, because the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea no longer existed. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And from the throne, I heard a loud voice that said, Look, God's dwelling is with people. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people. God himself will be with them, and he will be their God. He will Will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain because the former things have passed away. The one who was seated on the throne said to me, look, I am making everything new. He also said, right, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To anyone who is thirsty, I will give freely from the spring of the water of life. The one who overcomes will inherit these things. I will be his God and he will be my son. But those who are cowardly, unbelieving, detestable, murderers, adulterers, sorcerers, idolaters, and all the liars will have their share in the lake burning with fire and sulfur, which is the second death, the new Jerusalem. One of the seven angels who had the seven bowls that were filled with the seven last plagues came and spoke with me. He said, Come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. He carried me away in spirit to a great and high mountain, and he showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. It has the glory of God. Its radiance is similar to a very precious stone, like crystal clear jasper. It has a large high wall. It has 12 gates. 12 angels are at the gates, and 12 names are engraved on the gates. The names of the 12 tribes of the sons of Israel. 
three gates are on the east, three on the north, three on the south, and three on the west. The city's wall also has 12 foundations, and on them are the 12 names of the Lamb's 12 apostles. The one who spoke with me had a gold measuring rod so that he could measure the city, its gates, and its wall. The city is laid out as a square. Its length and width are equal. He measured the city with the measuring rod, 12,000 stadia. Its length, width, and height are equal. He also measured its wall by human measurement, which was what the angel used, 144 cubits. The wall is made of jasper, and the city is pure gold, like pure glass. The foundations of the city's wall had been adorned with every kind of precious stone. The first foundation is jasper, the second sapphire, the third agate, the fourth emerald, the fifth onyx, the sixth ruby, the seventh diamond, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth turquoise, the eleventh jacinth, the twelfth amethyst. The twelve gates are twelve pearls. Each of the gates is made out of one pearl, and the street of the city is pure gold like transparent glass. I did not see a temple in the city because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it because the glory of God has given it light, and the Lamb is its lamp. The nations will walk by its light, and the kings of the earth will Will bring their glory into it. There is no day when its gates will be shut, for there will be no night in that place. They will bring the glory and the honor of the nations into it. Nothing that is unclean and no one who does what is detestable or who tells lies will ever enter it, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. Psalm 149. Praise Him, all His people. Praise the Lord, the church triumphant. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing His praise in the congregation of His favored ones. Let Israel rejoice in its Maker. Let the people of Zion celebrate for their King. Let them praise His name with dancing, with hand drum and lyre. Let them make music to Him. For the Lord is pleased with His people. He adorns the humble with salvation. Let those He favors rejoice in honor. Let them shout for joy on their beds. The church militant. May high praise of God be in their throats and a two-edged sword in their hands to inflict vengeance on the nations and punishments on the peoples, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with iron shackles, to carry out the judgment written against them. This is the glory of all his favorite people. Praise the Lord. Proverbs 31 verses 10 through 24. The strong wife. Who can find a wife with strong character? Her value is greater than that of gems. Her husband's heart trusts her, and he never lacks wealth. She does good for him and not evil. All the days of her life, she obtains wool and flax. She eagerly works it with her hands. She is like merchant ships. She brings her food from far away. She rises while it is still night. She gives food to her household. She gives their share to her female servants. She considers a field and acquires it. From her own income, she plants a vineyard. She wraps strength around her waist 
like a belt, and she makes her arms strong. She realizes that she makes a good profit. Her lamp does not go out at night. She stretches out her hands for the distaff, and the palms of her hands grasp the spindle. She opens the palm of her hand to the oppressed, and she stretches out her hands to the needy. She does not fear for her household on account of snow, because her entire household is clothed in scarlet clothing. She makes bedspreads for herself, fine linen and purple cloth are her clothing. Her husband is known at the city gates, where he sits with the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them, and she delivers belts to the merchants. The Proverbs 31 woman is a boss. <laughs> Let's bow our heads and pray, y'all. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just come to you right now with our hearts wide open ready to receive your glory, your gifts, your assignment. Lord, we stand here at the closing of this chapter, this year-long journey through your word. And God, we are just so grateful. We are grateful for the mountains and the valleys, for the lessons learned and the strength earned in the midst of all that we had to face this year. God, we have seen ourselves in the mirror of your scripture, our faults, our flaws, our fears, our failures, but also, God, we've seen fierce faith. We've seen our future as expressed through the visions of John and Revelation, and we've seen our favor in your eyes. Lord, you've shown us that every page of your word is a love letter, an instruction manual, a blueprint for the victory that you said is ours to claim. Lord, we acknowledge that this journey has been far from easy. There were days when the weight of the world made us forget the power of your word. But God, you, you were there in the chaos. You were the peace in our pandemonium. You've been the architect of our path all along, the author of our stories, and you are the finisher of our faith. And so we trust you. And now as we pause this daily walk through the scriptures here in the next day or so, God, we ask that you don't let this be a period but you let this be a comma, not an end, but maybe a, a semicolon, an M dash, just a moment to catch our breath before the next mighty move that you have for us. Pour into us, God. Fill the spaces that feel empty. Mend the pieces that feel broken. Ignite the sparks that feel dim, that are flickering out. Lord, for every listener, under the sound of my voice, would you just would you just bless them? I pray a blessing, an overflow of your love, your grace, your peace, your joy. Lord, may they walk into this new year with expectation and anticipation, with your promises, Lord, imprinted on their hearts, your praise forever on their lips. And Father, for the vision of verses and flow, Lord, I submit that to you. It was yours before it was ever mine. So I trust you with the future of this platform. Grow it, shape it, use it for your glory. I surrender all of it to you. And so until we meet again in this sacred cyberspace, hold us close and speak to us in the quiet moments. Speak to us in the not-so-quiet moments. Speak to us in the everyday moments where we believe something big is on the horizon because with you, God, nothing is impossible. We are ready for the new thing. We are ready for the next thing. We are trusting that the best is yet to come. We pray all of these things 
in the mighty and matchless name of our sweet Savior, Jesus Christ, and all the people of God said together, Amen. And our affirmation for today, I am the curator of my thoughts. This year, my mind is a sanctuary of uplifting and empowering beliefs that drive me toward my destiny. I am the curator of my thoughts. This year, my mind is a sanctuary of uplifting and empowering beliefs that drive me toward my destiny. And our aphorism, you must get involved to have an impact. No one is impressed with the record of the referee. That is all I have for you today. But as we stand on this threshold of another year, I want to close this time together with a blessing. May the Lord bless you with courage, the kind of courage that propels you into purpose and passion. May he bless you with the audacity to dream bigger, to love harder, and to stand stronger than you ever have before. May the Lord keep you cradled under the shadow of his wings, safe from the storms and secure in the knowledge that you are his beloved, his masterpiece, his creation, the magnum opus of everything he created. May his face shine upon you, a radiant light that will guide your path and warm you on the coldest days. May his countenance be upon you, reflecting his glory, his love, and his compassion in every facet of your life. And may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your heart and your mind. May it flow through you like a river, refreshing all who come into contact with your spirit. And as you walk into this new year, may you be filled with the wisdom of Solomon, the perseverance of Job, the bravery of Esther, and the heart of David. May your hands be extended to serve, your knees bent in prayer, and your voice lifted in praise. Go on now in the confidence of his promises, the assurance of his presence, and the hope of his eternal love. Be a light in the darkness. Be a beacon of hope to the hopeless. Be a vessel of undeniable courage in this world. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I speak life over you. I honor you, and I am so thankful that you have been here with me. I pray that God would anoint you to flourish, to thrive, and become all that he has called and created you to be. Thank you for being on this extraordinary expedition with me. You belong here and we belong together on this journey. I love you. And if God says the same, I'll be right here tomorrow waiting for you.